0: trying to decide whether that new game is worth your 60 dollars or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time well you came to the right place this is the only podcast that tries to answer the question
1: should i buy it though
0: hey everybody welcome back to should i buy it though and i am back uh Nicholas Palazzo-sensei has returned back to the island of Tsushima. Uh,
1: TJ-san of Clan Brave has returned as well. Clan
0: Brave has returned. <laughs> um, and we are reviewing the DLC to uh, our, should I buy it though, game of the year, The Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> uh yes this is the Iki island dlc i guess we could specify that this is sort of also our commentary on the director's cut kind of because it's like packaged into that in a way the pricing is very weird for this thing very strange yeah. um but we're primarily going to be talking about the Iki island dlc because um, that's most of what I experienced personally. But anyway, this, for a little bit of background, Ghost of Tsushima was my second favorite game of last year. Uh, it's probably my top 10 games of all time. I We all loved it to death here. For sure. Um, so there's that. And, uh, well, you'll, you'll hear our thoughts on the DLC in a second. But TJ, what are your feelings on Ghost of Tsushima?
1: I love this game, man. Like, personally... Like outside of like the show, I don't really play single player games like that. Like I like I play games to enjoy the friends and stuff. Um, but like I love this game. Like I'll play it by myself for hours, and then they also have multiplayer, which made it even better.
0: Definitely the legends mode, right? Yeah. Um, which they seem to have expanded upon in the DLC a little bit, but Just a little uh, bit. yeah. Anyway, this game. Uh, the DLC specifically, Iki Island, is um, not not a massive expansion. I want to say it's about 10 to 15 hours of extra content. There is another island off of Tsushima called Iki um, that Jin travels to. And his whole experience in the DLC is on that much smaller island. It's about the size of one of the regions on Tsushima, um, which is divided into three different components. So think one of those three. And it's a roughly that size, okay. I've played about half of it, I want to say so far, um, and the story is a little—it's disconnected from the main plot thread, but they also tie it in somehow. Um, it's odd; like you can't even access it until like the second area of the main game. Yeah, like part two. Right, but. To me, TJ, and I don't know if you noticed this, but I loaded up a save file from when I beat the game uh, my first time, and I just went to the mission, took me to Iki Island, and then the whole thing began. They made references to stuff that only you would know if you had beaten the full game. I don't know if that changes if you haven't gone that far yet, if you decide to tackle the DLC early, or if they just do that anyway. But I think it's
1: possible because I know... Some of the dialogue in the game changes when you, like, read certain points in the game if you haven't finished their, like, quest systems.
0: So maybe, but in um, warning, spoiler spoilers for the original Ghost of Tsushima, not for Iki Island, but we'll probably mention some stuff that happened in the base oh, yeah. game. In um, mine, when I got to the island, they he didn't even mention like, oh yeah, when we killed the con, the Khan is no more on the main island, this and that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so this takes place I after think, the main you beat story. The game, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't know exactly when they intended it for it to be so i'm just going to assume it was after the game was done um but i enjoyed that i enjoyed that they didn't just like stick it randomly like you, you could play it anywhere at any time like they um made reference to stuff that you had done already so i definitely enjoyed that part of it i do want to start with story for a change of pace tj um okay. so Iki island follows the mongols of course are still an enemy but there's also this other division of people uh that follow a lady known as the eagle and she's sort of like a shaman kind of like a deals with drugs and stuff um the whole premise is she kind of captures you as soon as you get to the island and she makes you think thoughts that jin didn 't necessarily know was buried deep down about his past, about his father, all of that stuff and things that occurred on the island when he was much much younger and She does this by giving him the happy juice and he starts seeing visions that whole video game trope you know, but um the eagle has followers, and that's another subdivision that you're fighting on that island so you got the mongols, you got the eagles, and then you got Uh, another group of like bandits that are like fighting back against both those forces on the Island that sort of help you out here and there. Um, But the, the cool thing about all that is you go to the Island and disguise your armor. So they don't know that you're part of the Sakai clan, because as you find out, as the story progresses, the Sakai clan is not welcome on that Island. Yeah, Right. (laughs) Um, And that whole dynamic, all that stuff was very cool. I thought I was, deeply deeply engaged with that with Jin's past how he because he didn't talk about his father much in the original game and this was fleshing all that stuff out his dad they talked about his mother they mentioned a couple of times it wasn't so uncle focused it was yeah
1: you found out most about his dad like secondhand stories
0: yeah and it wasn't even stuff that was in the main thread it was a lot of side stuff where you got a lot a big chunk of that story which i found to be even more interesting Um, and I enjoyed it a lot. The one complaint I have about this story is, like I said, the whole, I'm drugged and I'm seeing visions while I'm doing my thing here is very tropey. You see that in so many games now. Far Cry, especially, like, it felt like that. It felt like a Far Cry game in some moments. Um, they handle it well here, I thought. It doesn't, like, impede you in any way. It's not annoying. Like, you can still play the game, but, um... It definitely... It didn't reinvent the wheel with that trope, I thought. So, that was my thought on it. What, what did you think about the story in this island DLC, TJ?
1: I thought it was cool. I mean, it does get kind of tropey, but I mean... It wasn't really to much detriment. Like, still had a good time. Ghost of Tsushima is still really good at storytelling. For sure. So, like, I didn't think it took anything away from the experience.
0: I think they even improved Jin, like, as a character in this. He felt more fleshed out, more three-dimensional to me.
1: Yeah, because, like... In the original game, you don't... Like, you love Jim, but, like, you don't... At the same time, like, you don't know anything about him, like... <laughs>
0: right. He's not... We do love him, but he's still not even the most interesting guy, yeah. necessarily. Like, you
1: don't learn much about him, and he's he's so flat. Right. So, like, it's good to, like, they fleshed a little bit
0: more on him and, like, on his story and his backstory. Definitely. So, um... Not gonna go into specific specifics uh about this DLC. Not that I can. I haven't beaten it yet. Um... And I just don't want to spoil anything that happens later on. This all happens within the first couple couple minutes really. You get captured by the eagle and she's the main villain here of this this section. But um the design of the world is still the standout here to me. And the music. The music is very well Looking done. But good, man. oh my god, this island Looks just so it takes a step up again. Like it, it still goes to Tsushima, but the environments are lively, they're different they're vivid you you get more like beach environments here at the beginning like uh giant cliffs um very colorful fields and everything like and the world again feels very very alive um the animals that you interact with on the island are different from Tsushima like you get monkeys in here which is really cool there's yeah. like cats and Things like that, but um everything is just oh my god! I could stand there for hours and just look everywhere. <laughs> like <laughs> it's so nice. What did you think, DJ? Like
1: it does. It looks like, but that was a standout thing before. In general, like you would stand in a in like a field and tears would come to your eyes. Yeah, so like they I definitely know. got to play up, play it up. And I think that's mostly too because of the whole like. PS5 upgrade things. So they know they had to keep those graphics like A1. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, who else is going to pay for that $10 upgrade? Oh, my God.
0: I know. Or even more in some okay. cases. We'll yeah. get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... Even for me, I I played it on a PS5 but it was not the PS5 version. It was the PS4 version cuz okay. it was cheaper. Um yeah. but it you I don't think you could notice the difference. It still looked great on my end personally. Like everything was fine, no glitches, no hiccups in frame rate. Everything looked great on my end technically. Um very nice. smooth, smooth experience. The water looked better. I think I had a complaint about that in our first review. The water looked much much better. Um which is good because there's more water featured in this. Yeah, island, I mean it's an so, island. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so that was good. They fixed that. But um, anyway, so we talked about art design, music briefly. It still carries over. It's very, very good music here. Uh, gameplay, a lot of the same, which is not a bad thing. The gameplay is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Couple minor differences here and there. They have a they new enemy stuff. type. Yeah. There's an enemy called the Shaman, I believe. And, I think um, they
1: stole the Shaman from multiplayer, too.
0: Really? Was that a thing in the multiplayer?
1: Kind of. So, like, in the multiplayer, your whole thing is you're basically, like, in a spirit world fighting, like, demons and stuff. And there is an enemy a lot of time that does, like, chance to power up the opponents around it. And if you don't kill them, you run into problems.
0: Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah, that is essentially what it is. They power up the opponents around you. And they... Um, I believe since this is my first save file, it's still on normal mode. This isn't hard mode or anything. They peck a punch still. Like, the yeah. enemies on this island are not scrubs. Like, they added, like,
1: extra weapons, too.
0: That, too. Yeah. Um, the different abilities, which we'll get into in a second. Uh, new stuff. This is not more of yeah. the same. Not I mean, like, the enemies,
1: add. though. Because usually the enemies don't switch weapons on you. But, like, in right? this, they, like... They really make, which is cool, because it like adds to the play ability and it adds to like you actually engaging and switching stances. Because I know, I would a lot of times I would just pick a stance and just go for it. Like I love kicking people with the wind stance.
0: Right. No. Exactly. So normally all you would have to think about in the original game was, oh, this guy has a spear. Let me switch to the spear stance to take him out. Same with shield, sword, all that stuff. Uh, like you just said, these guys in here, an individual enemy could switch to a bunch of different weapons. One guy could have a shield, a spear, and swords, and he switches it on the fly, sort of like you do with your stances. So, whenever he switches to something, you got to do it at the same time. So, there's more involvement in an individual battle, which I liked. It kept it me on is, my toes. Wow, that's it, great. Yeah, and that that was a perfect addition to this, I think. Plus, you got to worry about the shaman that's singing his little dance and making these guys even stronger than they normally are. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always a thinking game going on here, which is, oh, I love it. It's so good. Um, let me talk about a new ability that they added here real quick that I love. Uh, (laughs) it's for your horse, yeah, which is really cool. The horse in the base game is you really only used it for a means of travel. You didn't use it for combat necessarily, but here they added something that encourages using it for combat. (laughs) It's like a bowling ball knocking down pins, but you have a charge attack with the horse. Now the horse, um, speeds up, and runs over, like, a whole group of enemies and it kills them, right? It doesn't yeah. just do a little bit of damage. It kills these guys. So it is a very viable option if you got places to be. They put, like, more um, health on it, to make it harder.
1: Because it's very easy to get knocked off in, like, the original game. Right. So am like, adding this makes it harder to get knocked off, so you can actually just, like, knock people off. Exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: Uh, Definitely one of the things, like, not really a complaint, but I was always sad. I was just like, I can never fight on this horse. So that's right. Hell of nice I don't know adaptation. if
0: they add that to the main island, too. Like, will that ability carry over? I'll have to see. I feel like it would
1: have to, right? Right. Like, I feel you probably got to beat it first, but, like,
0: so. It I, I'm sure it does. I'll, I'll have to check that when I beat it, but um, it is a very cool ability. I love it quite a bit. Um, there's that. Uh, new activities to do on the island. There's a few. Mm. One that I really, really enjoy are it's the spots where you could play your flute. Um, not just like out in the world where you play your flute normally, like an actual mini game tied to the flute where oh, yeah. you tilt your controller up and down um, with the music. And it's like a little bar that goes in between the, the like two sound the waves. And you play for the animals, and you get them to come near you, and you pet them. And Jin talks about his mom a little bit because she gave him the flute. Um, so very nice moments there with that. I enjoy that. Um, what's the other new addition? There's bunch one a bunch of more. archery
1: spots where archery. Talk that's right. All the shit when you get there, and they're like, "You're so bad," and you're and, like hitting like paper lanterns.
0: They're right. These guys are professionals. Like, I thought I was pretty damn good with the bow before. But when I did these, I'm, like, down to the wire trying to get the the high score. Like, I think I only managed to get, like, a silver medal for one of them. Yeah. Um, Just got to get better. Got to get faster, you know. It's just rusty because you haven't played in, like, a year. Right. Exactly. Or less. Exactly, exactly, TJ. Thank you. <laughs> but um, when you complete those archery activities, your um, meter – your slowdown meter for the bow increases a little bit, so they're worth doing for sure. Yeah. Um, and you get returns, like the bamboo thing comes back, the haikus come back. That's always a good time. Um, so it's a mixture of both, which is very, very nice. Um, a new addition that I saw that I don't think was when we played it in, in it the first time, but uh, you could like jump into Legends mode whenever you want by talking to someone in the world.
1: Oh, no, that was in the original.
0: That wasn't the original, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I never sought it out, or I never like utilized online mode then, but um, there you can find those guys and just jump right into legends mode whenever you want, that's and they're in the normal for... game, so that's cool, yeah, but um yeah, what else t j what are we missing here any any other things we could talk about before we jump into price points with the game? So a couple of
1: things that they added was um well, they added more Mongol camps and stuff. One thing that they added that they didn't have is you can replay camps
0: now. Yes, that's right. Camps and you can replay the duels. Which, I mean, that's awesome. Uh, Essentially, you go to your map and you hover over the mission you want to do again. You could just hit square and you replay it, Um, which is a welcome addition for sure.
1: And the best part about it, which I found out, was that you could be on a completely different side of the map and then do the duel and then go right back to what you were doing so you don't have to, like, fast travel and actually get to that camp at all.
0: That's amazing. I Which love that. Because some have, of those duels are epic. Like, you might just want to be oh, like, yeah, I yeah. don't want to do this again. That's it. That's those all I want to like, do. Those intense. They, they also
1: added more difficulty. They added a new difficulty. Yep. I forgot what it's called. But you can essentially <sighs> yeah. die in, like, two hits in that
0: mm-hmm. one like <laughs> um before the DLC came out I was working on I don't know what it's called like but crushing difficulty essentially where you could die in a hit or two I was working on that yeah and making my way through it slowly it but
1: nuts and I think is. they added a bunch of like new um not talismans what is the word for that I think they are right I think they are talismans
0: yeah but or like charms <laughs> new charms. charms there you go yeah
1: you can add it, like they added some charms and stuff. They added a bunch of charms which could just like take away your abilities if you just want to be a plebe, I guess. So they're just like you don't you don't get recovery. You can't use your soul all this other stuff. Some people can like turn it into demon souls.
0: Well, some of the armor in the DLC had like risk reward attached to it. Where um, I got an armor piece that said like uh, your perfect or your regular dodge and your um, counter is like deactivated but your perfect dodge and your perfect counter have like triple the damage. Um so if you're like super super good at doing that then yeah. it's worth it, but if not then you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um so I I enjoyed that. I I didn't put on any of the stuff that just took away abilities, but the risk reward kind of thing. I played around with a couple of those that I thought was super cool. That's One cool. thing I love about the island a lot was like how mystical it is compared to the original uh Tsushima area like it it seems to be more like they're not playing for reality in this as much they're playing for the like ooh spookiness like the island's alive kind of thing which I enjoyed I thought that was fun and cute um water glowing like blue and stuff it's it's neat
1: I I think they also added a couple of levels in legends too I didn't try it out but I, I believe so okay cool cool cool
0: and I know as for like the director's cut of this game like there's not too many new additions I know lip syncing is a thing now for the English or Japanese (laughs) yeah I think it's it's Japanese it's just PS5 like you said as well like I know I don't have that for the PS4 version but there's that, uh, graphical updates, if you could get any better with this game, maybe higher frame rates, like locked at 60, I believe, for the director's cut, as opposed for targeting 60. Um, little quality of life things there, but now might be a good time to talk about the pricing of this game. <laughs>
1: the uh, pricing.
0: Do you want to go into that a little bit?
1: We can. Um, so, goes to Tsushima, which is a great game. Um, as far as I know, it's still sixty dollars. The original game. It was full price and it's been like a year. Um but it's great, like it's worth every cent. I still stick by that. Yeah. Uh for the director's cut, um, I believe is twenty dollars for the PS4, thirty dollars.
0: No, you're right. PS4, if you want the if you already own the game and you wanted the uh, DLC for the PS4 that is twenty dollars.
1: So that is twenty dollars. That if you already own this sixty dollars game, if you did not and you want to purchase it for the PS4, it is now seventy nine ninety nine, which is
0: eighty dollars. For the PS4 oh. one or for the PS5?
1: PS4, I think, because it's the whole. No, I'm lying. I'm sorry. It was a fifty dollars game, so it's sixty nine ninety nine. Right. Um, so and that's for the full game. package yeah. if you didn't have it before
0: cut. that's the director's cut yeah. right but that's and for ps4 <laughs> for the ps5 if you already own the game and you want the ps5 upgrade in addition to the dlc that's 30 dollars. yeah so
1: it's another 10 dollars on top of that 20 to upgrade it from ps4 to ps5
0: it's very confusing Or if you just <laughs> buy
1: the PS for whatever reason i, I think there's a lot no i don't know for a lot of games usually you get that free upgrade but for this one they're like you pay ten dollars even if you had the original game and you wanted to upgrade it to ps5 it's ten dollars right or you could just pay straight up eighty dollars and buy it for ps5 too it's just it's rough they're definitely
0: and they make it so confusing i think they do that intentionally because they want you to buy the more expensive thing without knowing really what you're doing and the reason i say that is because when i went to go buy this on the ps5 The only thing that they advertised to me was either the full $70 director's cut, which I I already own the game. I'm not going to buy that, or the $30 upgrade from PS4 to PS5. I could not find the $20 one anywhere on there. So what I had to do was go back to my PS4 Search it up on there. Sure enough, I found the twenty dollars bonus content <laughs> that it was offering. Bought it on the PS4. Went back to the PS5, and it was in my queue for it to be downloaded. That's and crazy. I downloaded it on there, and it was ridiculous. I'm like, are you kidding me? So Maybe people it's not are have gonna... an
1: option to do on your PS5, which sucks because I know a lot of people traded in their PS4s for their PS5.
0: Right? It was either not an option, or you had to do some serious digging. Because I looked. I made sure to look before I went back to the PS4. Yeah. I said. If I have to play it on the four again, then so be it. I'm not doing the extra ten for nothing for lip syncing. Yeah. Um, but that's just crazy to me. Like, I'm yes. sure so many people bought the thirty dollar one thinking that was the only way they could do it, but no, there's a twenty dollar yeah. version that you could definitely get if you already own the game. So And to it, be
1: fair, like the game looks amazing on PS4. I don't know if you exactly need that PS5 upgrade. There are like
0: I don't think you do. It's
1: very negligible. like the game. Like I think it, you can play it in 4K, in yeah. PS5 because of it. And then again, you get like that lip sync if you're playing. I think it is for the dub. Like they match the the words better, right? Um, but I don't know if it's worth that PS5 upgrade unless you're just like I need this to play as look as great as possible.
0: I certainly don't think so. Like if you played through the whole PS4 game. Uh, as it well you had to the PS5 wasn't a thing back then but yeah. you play through that game and you're like this is the most beautiful game I've ever seen you were perfectly fine with it. It not much is gonna change if you Never. buy the PS4 version for the DLC like it's great still. So just do yeah. that. Um but I I'm upset with this whole like director's cut trend that they seem to be going with it's not just for this game. Death Stranding's the same way. They got a director's cut coming out. Um, yeah. So I feel like Sony's going to try to do this to get <laughs> more money. I think money. it's
1: just their whole th- I think it was planned DLC and they named it that just to make it sound more appealing. They'd be like, "Ooh, this is what the director didn't get to have."
0: Right. But I will say $20 is more than fair for what they give you here. I just yeah. don't like the confusing like multiple price points. It's um, definitely worth the DLC for sure. But anything else TJ that we might be missing here? Um
1: not that I can think of. I think there's another like technique somewhere that we forgot about, but it's fine. You guys can figure it out at home. And <laughs> let us know what we forgot.
0: Voice acting's still good. Um I'm playing yeah. the English one now this time for this, and uh they're great. I'm enjoying them immensely. Yeah. But yeah. Ready for oh, a wait. vote? Um,
1: oh. I think Yeah, I don't know. I think they added something <laughs> towards um ghost mode
0: too. oh really yeah
1: like i i think before like i think it just like it was like a like an improvement thing because before if like spoiler you get a thing called ghost mode where you could just slaughter a bunch of people but usually once you get hit like it just ends i think they like tweaked it a little bit so it doesn't automatically end when you get hit or maybe it, it was a charm or part of it i don't know but i remember that part
0: okay cool Very, very nice. Time for a vote? Yeah. Okay. So in the case of Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, how do you vote? Uh, So this is a buy. (laughs) This is (laughs) definitely a buy with the caveat of buy the $20 version. Oh, yeah. Uh, Don't buy any of the expensive ones. You don't have to do it. If you own the game, the $20 one is fine. Trust me, just get that one. (laughs) Don't spend more than you have to, but it is definitely worth it. Um, This is more Ghost of Tsushima, um, but it it doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel too samey. They add enough different elements here to where you could still get a great amount of enjoyment out of this, and it still feels like a fresh experience. Okay, so great job, Sucker Punch. You did it. Uh, I'm excited for the sequel whenever that comes out, probably in like 20 years, but... um, I'm very, very excited for it. Anyway, this is a buy for me, TJ.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, there's nothing really to think about. Like, the game, the original game is great. The extension is enough. Oh, what we forgot to mention is the fact that the DLC is about as long as part one. So, like, it's a good extra, like, 15 to 20 hours. Mm -hmm. So, for, like, 20 bucks, like, that's a steal. Absolutely. Um, But, like, again, like, buy it really buy the game if you haven't already i don't know how we haven't convinced you by now you'll love it and then get that 20 dollars upgrade if you believe that you absolutely absolutely have to have the highest of graphics then you can go ahead and get the PS5 one. I don't think it's worth that extra $10. But, like, if you want to be that guy or if you just got money burning a hole in your pocket, you can absolutely get it. <laughs> but go ahead. Get that $20. That's definitely going to get a buy. We're enjoying it a lot. The up, the extra stuff is cool. Um, And it just, like, adds to the – it doesn't take anything away. It only adds more fun and more enjoyability to it. Heck, yeah. And this game was already difficult on normal and they added like three more different difficulties.
0: Oh, I know. You're not gonna breeze through this. Like it's a challenge, which I love. Oh, I love it. But anyway, in the case of Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, you should buy it though. Hooray. Yay! Even though this is a DLC TJ, would you consider this your game of the year so far? Hmm, game of the year. Deal, it's like the midway point, so might as well. <laughs> what are we feeling?
1: What else have we played this year? Mm.
0: Uh, Bravely Default, but that's not my game. Resident that's Evil, not... uh, um,
1: it might be game of the year. There was something else that we that like I remember you specifically was like, it's will vote for game of the well, year. Well,
0: mine is Persona 5 Strikers. Oh, yeah, you said Strikers. This might be second, though. You think that you think Strikers is better than that? Strikers is th- better than this, I think. Well because this isn't a full experience. It's DLC, like, yeah, it's not yeah. a game. I mean, Ghost of Tsushima is better than Persona 5 Strikers, I can admit that, but <laughs> yeah. This is better than a little slice. I I'll like, give you that. I'll give you
1: that. Yeah. Um I think it's I con- I don't It might be a contender. The problem is it's DLC, bro. Like I you know. can't consider it a game. Like I don't
0: even think it'll be like an option because it's DLC. But I like know. it's but great. Is there like an expansion category for the game awards or like ongoing game or something? Maybe it'll get that.
1: Maybe. I feel like League of Legends wins win stuff a lot. And Final Fantasy fourteen fourteen
0: 14, yeah. So,
1: maybe. But I yeah. guess
0: we'll see. We will if see. If not,
1: maybe we'll make a category when we come back around.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> Remember this. Remember this moment.
1: Remember. We won't, but... <laughs> <laughs> anything to us. award goes to Tsushima.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah. Just give him all the awards. For real, man. But... Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. We'd like to thank our patron, Jerry Benatatos for his continued support. If you'd like to help us out, if you're listening at home, a uh, great big help is doing what you're doing right now, listening to us and our show. But spread the word. Tell your friends about us. Where Should I Buy It, though, you could find us uh, at our website or on Twitter. You could also check out our other show, um, Dungeons & Drimbus, which is our actual play D&D podcast. That is a lot of fun, guys. A lot, a lot of fun. We tell a lot of cool stories over oh, yeah. there. We play funny characters, so go listen to that. You can check that out on Twitter as well, um, at Drimba's Pod. And um, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. It's always a pleasure. Anything? Any final words, TJ? Um,
1: No. Just going to go back to playing some Ghost Tsushima. Hell yeah.
0: That's what I'm going to do. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll talk at you real soon. Goodbye.